Welcome everybody to Respawn Please, the video game podcast where two dumb dubs come together to talk all things video games. I just said that really fast, but I don't care. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the Respawn Please podcast, everybody. I am dressed as Snorlax for the audio listeners. I have my Snorlax onesie on. I have claws and everything. Cry. And with me, as always, wait, I didn't, did I introduce myself? I'm Jesus. Yeah, he said, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> I'm Jesus the Snorlax. And with me, as always, is L. How's it going? Hey, he's boring. Well. He has no costume. I am. Uh, I have actually. I'm dressed as uh, a local gas station attendant here okay. in Atlanta that no one knows about. No. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you it's a very niche kept... costume. Yeah, it's very specific to this one place. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what's going on there. Um, Hilarious. It is what it is. Uh, but welcome. How was your week been? What's new? You did a okay. horror game thing, or not a horror game, but a horror movie night last night, which is why yeah. we couldn't do our podcast yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, man, this whole week has been super busy getting ready for that and then just working a lot. But, you know, uh, playing video games uh, here and there. And then the horror uh, movie night went really well, mm-hmm. made like these uh, this nachos that I made and everybody loved it. And there was like nachos, pizza, just a bunch of junk food that you know nice. just, everybody just came to enjoy. We nice. watched The Shining and uh, had a great time. Shining, <laughs> shining my Boring. booty. No, booty. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, funny enough, Little Dove. The, so this uh, Little Dove's a friend of ours that plays Overwatch with us. Um, she in our my chat last night when I was streaming Overwatch mentioned your your thing. She was she said she was jealous that you were going to have nachos. Oh, because yeah. you had talked nachos about it. Other, amazing. Because you had talked about it the other night when we were playing <laughs> Overwatch. Oh yeah, nachos, she was like, oh, she was like so I'm good. jealous of L. He's getting he's getting nachos right now. Oh, so great! Yeah. It was so great. I believe it. What did you put on? Well, so tell us what is what is your perfect nacho? So the perfect nacho um, is basically this is what it is. Um, I'll, I'll I'll basically break it down like yesterday because nachos, man, really you almost can't go wrong with the the topping that you put on there. But mm-hmm. there are a few that you know you just don't do. But the ones that I always love. It's either going to be nachos, of course, with with chips, whether they be like Tostito scoops or the um, I can't think of the other uh, nachos. They're like two dollar nachos, but they're like great. Mm. Anyway, so you have that as like your base. And then on top of that, which I either use impossible beef or I use steak. And like to me, that's amazing. Chicken is also great. Chicken yeah, is also I love I there. love chicken nachos. Chicken is really good. Yeah. Um, I've occasionally tried shrimp. Um. It's good, but it just leaves a lot to be desired, whereas chicken is kind of spread out. Shrimp, you just have shrimp pieces. Then, besides that, I put on cheese, sour cream, lettuce, uh, guac, pico de gallo, and uh, am I forgetting anything else? I think. You don't put jalapenos or anything? Anything Uh, spicy? Spicy. I mean, you can if you want. Not really. I really don't care. Oh, but I, spicy you know, food, man. I love spicy food. I have to. I always have to put jalapenos ugh. or something it, spicy it with my food. Up. Oh no, I gotta. It messes me up too. I'm getting to the point where it's like I feel like I'm getting a whole burn oh my into my God. stomach. But you know what? It makes me feel alive, so I have I to that. do it. I get that. Here, you want to see the hot sauce that I have right now? I thought you were gonna say you want to see the hole that the hot sauce has made in my body. <laughs> do you want to see it? <laughs> I can just take my store. Like I have this. Um, so this this bottle, it's called uh, Reaper Sauce, handcrafted Reaper Sauce. Wow! It's 
extreme super elijah spicy? extreme oh yeah it's super spicy oh no um it t- it only has four flames on this bottle but i'm telling you right now these four flames is enough to fuck you up <laughs> so, <laughs> um i actually haven't opened this bottle yet because i bought a i bought a little pack of these so ah, um, okay. the, i was nice. using it earlier on my because i made cube steaks for dinner and so i put a little bit on my cube stick earlier and the bottle nice. that's in the kitchen but yeah i have like four of these bottles they're great i love them that sounds great yeah so, so that's usually the nachos that I go for. Um, and yeah, it, it, it tasted great. Everybody was just like, these nachos are great. And I'm like, oh, you, thanks. You mentioned you were going to try to make them spooky the other day. Did you, did you make no, them spooky? I got or lazy. Just, you got lazy. I got lazy. Because <laughs> I remember you were going, yeah, I'm going to make shape them like spiders or something. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So you didn't do that. No, I just got lazy. because What I was a like, loser. God. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Regular nachos. That's really scary. Regular nachos. <laughs> you know what? You, you're hurt. You're your horror movie night you should have watched clue that's a good horror movie oh that is a great horror movie it's not even a and horror then, movie it's, it's not a, really it's a people die in it though and it's it, mystery. Yeah, they do it's one oh. of uh, do you remember there was a there was a this is going way back to like high school for us uh-huh. there was an english teacher i can't remember her name but she would always play clue like around uh-huh. in october she would play clue i don't remember she was english teacher yeah she was tall had like okay. white hair. That's oh, like, I think she, I she was also a Spanish about. teacher. She was also she's taught yes, English and Spanish. Yes. Yeah, yes, she would play Clue remember. in both. Uh, she would play it in in the English class. It would be in English, and then she would have a Clue in Spanish oh, in her Spanish class. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I do remember that teacher. Yeah, she she had white hair, very tall. She spoke English and Spanish. I do yeah. remember. I don't remember her name though. Yeah, I don't remember her name either. <laughs> but yeah, she taught both of those classes, which was I thought was I always thought that was funny. <laughs> that that is funny that's hilarious but nice Play anyways games. well this is a video game podcast it's not a eh. nacho podcast or reminiscing a, about high school it's not a mystery podcast uh, no. today we have a bunch of video game news and we're also going to def- give a definitive list of horror games oh yeah always definitive always. Sort, sort of <laughs> definitive because we said it's definitive even if these games aren't horror games Screw you. We say they're spooky. <laughs> but before we get to the to our top five favorite horror games, we have some video game news. We have a Witcher 1 remake coming. Marvel Snap earns $2 million in its first Crazy. week. EA is going to stop selling physical games in parts of Europe. Oh, no. uh, game Pass is profitable, despite everybody, for some reason, deciding that it wasn't. Mm. Uh, I don't know why that was the case. And people still say this is not true. Whatever. <laughs> and then Callisto <laughs> Protocol is canceled Uh-oh. in Japan. Oh, oh no. boy. <laughs> oh, so no. we have all of that and more. Where do you want to start, Al? What? Which one uh-huh. jumps out at you? I'll let you decide where we begin with this. Oh, of course. I, let's start where me and you actually play this game. Marvel Snap. Let's Marvel freaking Snap. All right. So over in an article on IGN by Ryan Disdell, as reported by MobileGamer.biz, Marvel Snap reportedly raked in 1.3 million on iOS devices and oh, 737,000 on Android. It has occurred 5.3 million downloads since its launch on October 17th. Wow. These though interestingly those numbers were split the opposite way with 3.8 million on Android and 1.5 million on iOS. Huh. Marvel Snap has been the most popular in North America so far currently sitting at the top of the iOS charts in the US and Canada. 1.3 million of its downloads were in the US followed by 400,000 or 433,000 in Brazil. 3,400 uh 
three three hundred thousand. <laughs> I can't say these words. Three hundred forty-two thousand. Thank you. In Italy, uh, three hundred twenty-five thousand in Indonesia and two hundred fifty-six thousand in Thailand. Uh, the U.S. leads again in revenue at one point two million, following by the Philippines at one hundred forty-two thousand, Australia at one hundred forty-one thousand, and Japan at one hundred thirty-three thousand. Boy, boy. This is bat shit crazy. How do you yeah. feel about those numbers? Does that surprise you? Are you impressed? What is you know, the deal? Also, interestingly enough, this doesn't include Steam stuff either. Wow. You can buy it. You can download it on Steam as well. So that's crazy. I might do that, too. Yeah. So so here's the, here's the thing. So when I first saw like an advertisement for it, you uh-huh. know, it pops up like as a add on. I've seen it on social media, especially like on TikTok or like I'll randomly see it on Instagram at first. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that seems kind of cool. Like, you know, um, because I also play Marvel Puzzle Quest. Yeah. I enjoy Marvel Puzzle Quest a lot. It's pretty fun. Um, but at first I was like, it took me a minute to download because I was like, nah, I don't think it'll be that great. Mm-hmm. And it, but what was good is that the advertisements, the amount uh, of advertisements that I saw was not like so much in your face. It was just kind of like, hey, we're here. Yeah. If you want to play, you know, download it. And then I remember I was like, you know what? Let me just download it. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Sure enough, download it, start playing it. I'm like, this is fucking fun. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. such a fun game. And it's simple because we. I know me and you talked about this off, uh, off, uh, what's it, off mic. Where we, yeah. um, it's literally you get in a match could be maybe three minutes and you're done with a match. And yep. then if you want to hop off, you can hop off. It's like, it's so great for mobile and it's so great to just like hop in. If you got five, 10, 30 minutes to kill, you can be on there, play a couple games and be done. Yeah. It's good. Like good, a good commuting game. I was going to say a good toilet <laughs> game, but that's the, both is true. Both are true. statements. Both true, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, Man, um, I've been I've been addicted to Marvel, Marvel Snap like all week. I've been actually starting my streams, my personal streams with Marvel Snap on playing it on PC nice. through uh, Steam and everything. Um, but even like when I'm off stream and I'm just laying in bed and like I can't sleep, I'm just like, I guess I'm just going to open Marvel Snap, do a couple matches exactly. and then three hours yeah. go by and I'm like, shit, I'm still not asleep. I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I am. I can fully confess to you. I'm one of those millions of people are one of the I I've put money in this. I put ten dollars. Yeah. I bought the battle pass. Um, I probably I will probably buy the battle pass again. The downside, okay. like the thing that's tripping me up is that their mm-hmm. seasons last a month and they're like every month. Oh, wow. so okay. I don't know if I'm going to really buy every season. You know, I think what I'm going to gotcha. end up doing is like like right now, the season is themed of Spider-Man. You know, you get yeah. Miles Morales and all that. Um, whatever depending on what like what who is like the 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 main like card that you get from the the season pass is probably yeah gonna influence like whether or not i get that season so like gotcha. I, I like spider-man miles morales uh, miles morales so i don't i didn't mind spending that like if x-men yeah. pops up if there's like an x-men theme season and depending on like what x-men theme cards like if it's xavier or if it's magneto or yeah. you, like depending on the cards that you can get through completing the game pass may dictate that because i love x-men but like if it's like the punisher i don't care about the punisher i don't really care about daredevil um, <laughs> yeah don't really care about like captain marvel and stuff like that but like depending on yeah. like the characters and like the themes that they have will sort of dictate whether i keep if i keep putting money into this but i think this is an incredible achievement like on marvel snaps part like just getting that much money in the first week Definitely. it's like that-, that just shows one that you know mobile gaming <laughs> is yeah. very very easy way to go and like 
yeah the marvel snap is just a simple game to like get into and play like exactly i think it's that's very, the biggest draw for it yeah it, it's very easy to understand literally anyone can just when you first start they basically do the tutorial of how, like how you play what mm-hmm. the objective is and how you win a game mm-hmm. and you play through that and then they have like me and you call it like the the baby mode where they're like yeah. you're just playing against like you know npcs that are on easy or whatever um and you work your way until you get to i think level 20 and then that's when you actually start with like real people and stuff and yeah. so or just harder difficulties and um it's it's great because it's a game that once you get through the first 20 levels like like i said you have a, a very firm understanding of like how it works and mm-hmm. then you learn about the abilities that each character has or doesn't have and just how, uh, how everything goes. And it's it, it's yeah. a lot of fun. It, it, you can make it as deep as you want it to go to. Yeah, if you just want exactly. to go in, do a couple matches and collect the cards. You certainly can. Um, it'll probably take you a while to, like, collect those cards and stuff. But, oh, yeah, you know, they and like that's the one thing, too, that I really like seeing is that. The, there's so many different cards and like different styles that like they there there's chibi style there's like pixel art style there's yeah there's the, the, what they call the base art style which is yeah. where it's you know that's the one you initially get and stuff and then mm-hmm. as you get them they unlock to the other ones and stuff like that and so um, like right now i'm obsessed with collecting the chibi uh version oh, so if okay. i see a chibi yeah. i'm like i want that so bad give me the chibi version <laughs> um because they're cute, you know, tiny big heads. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many like different art styles, and like the different art styles doesn't change like what the card do- does. So like you don't have to like learn a new rule. Like if like do you know what I mean? Like exactly. Yeah, yeah. Captain America is always going to give like plus one power to everybody exactly. around him and stuff like that in the in the location and like mm-hmm. no matter what version of Captain America you use. So I think that's what the cool thing about it is, is like even if when you get these different kind of art styles, the card still does the same thing. So you don't have to like change your strategy or anything. You just put that card in your deck because you want to have it in your deck. Mm, Yeah. And so anyways, this is Marvel Snaps earns two million in first week. Are you impressed? Do you have much? Yes. Do you see it? Do you see it making even more? Like, do you see them stopping? (laughs) Yes. No, I do not see them stopping. Because one, it's just Marvel is Marvel. And, you know, of course, yep. as long as the movies are going to come out, kind of like how Marvel Puzzle Quest, what they would do, which I'm pretty sure Snap is going to do as well. Mm-hmm. As movies continue to come out, they'll just go along and be like, here's a new character here. Like when um, the next one is Black Panther, when that comes yep. out, I'm pretty sure the the uh, the next one's going to be like, oh, you get Black Panther or you can get Namor, a, a different the, version, version or something. Of Namor, like yeah. And yeah. so it, it's going to make way more money. Yeah. Black Panther is like, what, two weeks? I think so. Yeah, about two weeks, I think. Be interesting. Like something that would be interesting if they did is like since their seasons is like every month, like mm-hmm. basing a season around like a movie launch, like Black Panther exactly. is like Black Panther being the season for November because Black Panther exactly. is going to be, you know what I mean? I think that would exactly. be a good way because like people are going to be obvious. People are going to be high on Black Panther no matter what, whether exactly. whether whatever the critics say doesn't matter because people are going to be high on Black Panther. And so like. That would be a good way to be like, oh, Marvel Snap's doing a Black Panther event, a season pass. Yeah. Let's go get those Black Panther cards. Uh, the Black Panther are uh, his sister. I can't remember the sister's uh, name or the queen's name or anybody like that. But Shiri? Shiri, yeah, yeah, Shiri? it's like yeah. get the special versions of them that kind exactly. of look like the the you know actors from the movie, the movie and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that would be cool. That would be a cool thing to see. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Marvel Snap does. It's still technically early access too. Like if you if you really? go to yeah, if you go to Steam, it's considered at least on the Steam version, it's considered early access. That's so, crazy. Um, yeah, and so you know, 
<laughs> what does that really mean? I don't know. There are some things that I have a gripe with that I wish they would fix. And yeah. but we don't need to spend. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna say it right now. They need a better uh-huh. way to like when you look at your uh, cards. It's just uh-huh. rows and rows upon cards. Oh yeah. They need, they need a better way to fix. They need to fucking yeah, figure yeah, that. They, they need to figure yeah. something out. Because <laughs> like exactly. I'm like this is ridiculous. This is it's like no. I don't need to look at this many cards. I just want to put the cards in my deck and get it done with. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> they, they need to figure. They need to figure out a better system. Otherwise, game's great. All right. So moving on from Marvel Snap, um, would you recommend everybody play it? Would you say this is in your top ten games of the of the year? Because I would. I would actually put Marvel in my top ten. I could definitely see that. I would say that. Yeah, everybody. If if even I would say that this is definitely in the top ten, just because of how accessible it is, and like yeah. you don't necessarily have to learn so much like you maybe would learn in a god of war you know uh type of thing it's on your phone you already everybody for the most part has phones they have access to their app store and they can Mm -hmm. download it it's free you don't have to spend money but you can if you choose to and um it's something that you know if you would want to just play something fun then you know do that awesome i completely agree Mm -hmm. all right moving on we're gonna go over to witcher one remake well this is something big for me because i am a big fan of the witcher video games uh do you have a history with the witcher video games l not not so much not so much all right well uh, this is from an article over on the verge by ass ash parish uh the witcher series is returning to its roots cd project red announced that one of the many new witcher projects is it's working on which includes a brand new trilogy is actually a remake of the first game dubbed with the code name canis major majoris which is in line with cd projects red astronomy based naming convention and also means a big dog which is hilarious an accurate way to describe Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> <laughs> this whole paragraph is something that just blew my mind <laughs> I forgot that this was the paragraph. Uh, the Witcher, uh, uh, the Witcher remake is being rebuilt from the ground up, utilizing Unreal Engine Five. Yeah. So I will say this: The Witcher, out of the Witcher trilogy, current Witcher trilogy, one, two, and mm-hmm. the Wild Hunt, um, Witcher one needs uh, a remake. It needs to be updated because mm. uh, the game, the first game, came out in. Let me look this up real quick. Uh, one release date came out on. No, that's that's not right. Why are you doing this to me? It says December twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Is like what? No, uh, the two thousand. It came out in two thousand seven, and okay, it has not aged well. Uh, mm. The the first Witcher game is like is one of those games. It's it's turn based, and it's very clunky. Mm. Um, and. It's just like when you think Witcher, if you try to play, if you play Witcher 3, it's very hard to go back to Witcher 1. Almost impossible, uh, in my opinion. Um, I think the Witcher 1 has a great story. It's just it's held back by the gameplay that is not very good. The gameplay is just not good for the Witcher 1. And so getting a remake, I think, is a is a big improvement um, and is going to help the franchise in the long run. Um, So the Witcher remake is being developed by a third party studio, Fool's theory with the assistance of veteran witcher developers and the supervision of cd project red um does this interest you in interest you in any way shape or form would you want to try the witcher one yeah definitely i think this is see this is what i love like about older games that 
certain studios, whoever has the right to them can potentially just remake them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've played a couple games that were remastered and they were just updated and they were kind of like um, maybe not so much as recreated from the ground up, but they mm-hmm. were upscaled and just the quality went up. So that way it, you could play it and they were, you know, they updated everything to where it wasn't maybe clunky as much as yeah. um, it was before. And so like that's how I played um, Mafia 1, Mafia 1, the uh, the definitive edition. Uh, uh, the most it. recent the most yeah, recent, the recent. Well, so like yeah they updated they completely yeah. changed everything exactly right, they didn't change the story they just updated like the visual and the gameplay to make it more modern exactly yeah. and i and i love that and i was like wow this is great and so if they do this i think this is a great way to reintroduce games that maybe people missed out on and yeah just give it a, a refresher so to speak yeah, they, they um, PlayStation did the same thing with uh, Demon Souls uh, back when, oh, PS, yeah, that's right. when yeah. PS5 launched. Uh, it yeah. launched with a complete remake of Demon Souls. Uh, I mean, they did that with Last of Us Part One. Yep. So it's Last of Us Part One now. Um, which for that they did. They, they, it's basically just the visual upgrades, right? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But. Yeah, I think I think this Witcher one deserves a, a remake because it is a good like story. It's a good narrative. It's just mm-hmm. man, that gameplay. If they take like the gameplay of Witcher three and put it in mm-hmm. Witcher one, that would be great. Because like mm-hmm. again, Witcher one, rem- uh, the Witcher one was just like turn based. So you would click on something and then you would sort of sit there and then you would occasionally hit your mouse because a flame sword would pop up, which would make it go into like a combo it was a it's it sounds stupid when i try to explain it maybe i'm just not explaining it very well but it it was it's an annoying sort of system but like everything about witcher one was great like i love the narrative it's um like it's part of the course of the witcher if you like like that world of the witcher the like the dark grimy grimy world that the witcher set in you know it's on full display there but yeah witcher one deserves a remake it deserves a remake i I love the first game, and so I'm excited about seeing what happens. Maybe the second one needs a remake too. I don't know. The second one's my favorite, so nice. <laughs> I like I like the Blade Witcher Wild Hunt, but like two had the best story in my opinion. But yeah, nice. Anyways, anyways, um, are you gonna play it when it comes out? Maybe I'll maybe I'll try it out. Maybe I'll see. Well, you better because it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on to EA to stop selling physical games in parts of Europe. Is this the beginning of the end, L? Are we going to see oh, no. the end of Only physical digital? games? Um, oh, no. So um, there is an update to this uh, article. Uh, this article mm-hmm. is over on IGN by Ryan Disdell. So I'll read the update real quick. EA has provided a statement to IGN denying reports that it will stop selling physical games in parts of Europe, meaning business will continue as normal. So this, well, so there's, this was all rumors, this was all lies. <laughs> um, quote, we have not stopped physical distribution of our games in Germany, Austria, or Switzerland, and players will continue to be able to buy games from retailers across the region, an EA spokesperson said. Recent reports stating otherwise are an accurate reflection of disclosures made in EA Germany's stationary financial statement. Statutory financial statements. IGN has reached out to clarify how the change of policy mentioned below will affect its business in the region and regret and regrets the error as published on October 27th. Mm. So e, e, IGN just getting it wrong. IGN just getting it wrong. Uh-oh. But this does bring up the question. Mm-hmm. If this was something that was in a report, you know, like yeah. on EA side in this financial statements this is something that this isn't just some arbitrary thing that would have gotten thrown in there right sure yeah i don't know 
it does bring up the question though do you think physical games are going to go away like oh yeah definitely yeah. one day <laughs> are you are you in the camp of getting rid of physical media no no i'm not because um just because i th- i think we're almost there to where it's going to run seamless but when you kind of i mean it probably go from physical games to digitally downloading the game to like your hard drive on yeah. your system or whatever um but i think that it's going to be a very slow transition. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're already trying to work their way into that. I mean, because yep. when you think about it, companies are thinking one in the uh, far ahead to be like, okay, cool. How can we save cost? You know, and that's like making yeah. the games, the box, the box art, everything, mm-hmm. distributing it and all that. Um, and so I, but I think that currently it's probably going to, be, I don't think it's even that far off from being like all digital. It's just like you also have to think about people who live maybe in rural areas that might not have access to like great internet yet, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and to be able to download stuff. Um, but I think we're, we're that's that's where we're headed. I mean, if, when you think of like Game Pass and you think of um, services like that, PlayStation Plus, um, that's what they're kind of geared towards. Of like, no, you can just download the game, yeah. you know, download it, play it, or you can do the the cloud gaming but i think those need to be improved on a little bit more before people are going to be like okay that you know we're okay with that yep um so to sort of go along with this conversation this is not about ea Uh, i just added to the doc but the call of duty modern warfare 2 disc is just 70 megabytes of nothing it requires a hundred <laughs> gigabyte install once you get home. So you still have to download, even though you bought that Holy disc, crap. you still have to go home and download and buy it. Uh, That's so weird. Uh, this was reported on uh, by multiple places. I pulled the article from uh, GameSpot by uh, Stephen T. Wright. Um, but yeah, uh, so sort of going in with this conversation that like even when you get these discs now, the game's yeah. not like a lot. Like this isn't by a large the majority of the games because apparently PlayStation all of their like when they release their games everything is on the disc but gotcha what with like call of duty activision clearly they're not going that right they're just like you still have they put fluff on there basically it's just like to activate your your permission Uh. to download it um so like when you have disc like that that's not even worth getting a disc because it's not really going to do anything whereas on the flip side like on playstation side they do put the game on the disc so you download you download from the disc rather than online so it's like different for each company but like going back to ea to stop selling physical games or like just this idea in general that yeah i think i think we are going in that direction i think i think this generation of gaming right now you know the ps5 the Mm -hmm. um ps5 xbox series x and s i think that's where we're going to start like slowly seeing that turn like because we already started seeing that turn in the ps4 xbox uh, xbox one uh generation we've seen that on the pc front for years now for years yeah for years like how like i do you remember back in like the 90s and early 2000s going to walmart and like the pc section was equally as big as like the console sections because they would place games and like that's slowly shrinking and like um now they have like code it's mostly just codes with the occasional like game and then even with the games themselves they have codes inside the boxes and stuff exactly so it's like pc pc physical gaming stuff has not really been a thing for a while steam mm-hmm. has kind of like you know cornered the mar- market there and it's just <laughs> a matter of time for consoles to go that way like yeah very true. as as crappy and as sucky as it is it's just gonna that's kind of how it's going to be like 
I mean, PlayStation made an all digital console. Xbox yep. made an all digital console. I'm trying to like show yep. them, but I don't want to unplug them from their stuff. <laughs> but like they made an all digital console, both companies, because they they themselves believe that the future is going to be no physical games media. And to some extent, that's going to be true. Like we're yep. seeing it in film. We're seeing it in music, you know. Mm-hmm. you're gonna see it in video games too <laughs> so it's like just, it's, yeah it's just a part of the evolution of how things are gonna go yeah you know? we live in a digital age and like there's yep. the whole conversation but you don't really own these things when they're in it's like yeah you don't it's you're buying you the license yeah. you're buying the ride and that can be revoked at any point and that's it sucks but in 10 15 years there's not much we're going to be able to do about it you know, <laughs> like exactly. unless Definitely. we try to take a stand now, but like even then, it's like I think Very there's tough. enough people that's and like a confession. I'm one of the one of these people. I'm about to say there's enough people ambivalent about it that it's not going to matter. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like Very as tough. I, I mean, you're always going to have the people that are going to support the physical media. I mean, there that's why mm-hmm. vinyls have been making a resurgent lately. Like in the last what, probably like last five six years finals yep. have been making a resurgence. i don't know if that's something you've noticed l but yeah definitely like there's definitely. been a larger i've at least in my views of things and like people i interact with like vinyls are coming back not like in a significant manner to where it's like oh everybody has to get vinyls exactly. again but it's like, it's like no niche. that's yeah it's a niche thing that's happening in the music space right now where people want to get vinyls because honestly vinyls do sound better <laughs> like, exactly uh, but you know i think um to kind of uh play on that because when you think about it you have to also look at your stores that sell physical video games like mm-hmm. your GameStops, Best Buys and stuff. Those stores pro- will probably go out of business in the next few years just because yep. of Amazon. Um, just you can just get everything from from the Internet. And so yep. like all these gaming companies are thinking like, well, if we're really going to run out of places and Amazon, you know, sell stuff or why don't we just digitize everything and just do it digitally? digitally. Yep. And so that way it's like, well, it's there's no middleman anymore. And um, it's just it's just the way of the way of the world, because like, I don't know if you've been to a business in a while, but like every time I go with one that's near the house, I'm just like, oof, this looks rough. Like it's barely holding on just for I, life. I have not stepped in a Best Buy since 2015. And that was the last <laughs> day I worked at Best Buy. I was. Yeah, I was a floor supervisor and <laughs> it was my last day. And I went, I'm done. I'm never coming back to this fucking place again. I was after yeah. about six months of working at best buy so that's hilarious but yeah that's just done that's just how the same thing with i I kid you not same thing with gamestop where i got i don't know when's the last time you do you remember back in the day when people would like sit outside wait in line for like a console release or a video game Uh, release man uh, yep i uh the last console release or not the console release last midnight release i went to was for borderlands 2 yeah that was 2012 ish around there so yeah and that's just not a thing anymore because people are like oh i'll just whatever i'll just download it like when it comes out at midnight or i'll just buy it and you know the next day it's just not a thing anymore and so even in those stores it's so bare and it's like nobody comes in here like i don't know how you guys are afloat yeah and it's and i mean if you look at like GameSpot, like like specifically GameSpot, like it's it's been trying to like change its thing like when you go to GameSpot, it's mostly just funkos now you know it's like these like collectible items these that are centric like around video games and stuff are like pop culture video game or and movies and tv shows and stuff but Mm -hmm. like that's what it is and then like let's be real like i don't go to GameSpot anymore uh gamestop anymore just because like 
they're always trying to like upsell you shit and it's just like yeah. oh, I don't want to deal with this dude leave me alone exactly I just, <laughs> I just want this one specific thing please give it to me don't talk to me about anything else because I don't give a shit exactly. and like I get it they're doing the job and everything but still like <laughs> it's, it's one of the reasons why I'm just like I'll just buy it off of Steam I'll buy it off of like the digital stores on the Xbox yeah. the PlayStation like they do enough now to like they there's always sales going on like on Steam and on yeah, PlayStation definitely. and Xbox and I'm just like I'd rather just pay them directly because GameStop gets the majority of you the money when you like buy it used and stuff. So yeah. it's like at least some of that money when I buy from a digital storefront is going back to the developers. But when I buy it from GameStop used, it's not really going back to the developers in any way. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I don't care if I can pay five bucks for it. I'll happily pay 20 bucks on the console because some of that that portion is going to the developers exactly. even if it is a small amount um or it's going to somebody even if the developers are gone after that but exactly yeah like i don't know i'm like it's it's inevitable it's an inevitable thing and i'm i'm honestly i don't care too much about the the whole conversation because yeah. like i've the physical games that i have behind me are the last phys- physical games that i've ever bought so all, yeah. pretty much all of those are xbox 360 stuff i think i have I mean, the Lord of the Rings, I have the Lord of the Rings Blu-ray uh, extended edition that I bought like two years ago, but or three years ago. But like, that's mm. the most recent like physical media thing I bought. And that's just because I love, love, love Lord of the Rings. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but like the games themselves, like I don't really, again, I have a digital PS5 and I have a digital Xbox Series X. I mean, I'm planning on getting an Xbox Series X, which has a disc drive, but I doubt I'll ever use it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But you know, it is what it is. Um, are you going to? Or do you? Do you have anything else about the the stuff? No, I think it's just you know, it's kind of like I, the way that I see it. It's just you. We tend to forget sometimes for people who who maybe who do get upset about this and maybe are like, no, but I love buying. You know, I love the physical aspect. I understand it, but when you think like to the music industry. I loved buying CDs and I loved going into like the, the box art and everything and looking at like all the yeah. liner notes and everything. Yeah. But it's, it's just not a thing anymore. Um, yeah. Or if it is, maybe the artists themselves will only sell a couple hundred like yeah. that are like special kind of like a, a merch type of thing. Yeah. Um, it's just the way of the world. It's just I'm, and like, I can only imagine maybe what 20 years from now, what it'll be like. People will be like, you guys used to buy physical media. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> It's just it's just how it is, you know. Before you know it, they'll be like, "Oh, I can actually just download this directly into my uh, my brain chip, and I'll just play it right here and with my eyes, you know, or something." Yeah, and like, and there's always going to be. So, are you familiar with I am eight bit? Uh, no, I don't think I am. Here, let me see if I can do this without my computer fucking killing itself. Down here. So this is I am 8-bit. Um, this is okay. a this is a collector video game centric collectors thing. They do video, they do collector stuff for video games um, okay. where you can buy physical games, but that come in like these very fancy sort of artwork sort of things nice. um, that this stuff is really cool. Like I would purchase this sort of stuff like the, cu- oh. the Cuphead stuff. They like this is a collector's edition of Cuphead. You get the game, but you get all this cool stuff with it. Wow. Like this and like this is what I am 8-bit does is this sort of thing. So like I see like there's always going to be an avenue to get access to this because like a lot of this stuff, I am in 8-bit, it's like it's usually indie developers doing this. 
um, where you can get the games, a physical media, but through these collector's editions and stuff. And I feel like this is stuff like this is probably always going to be around. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, but I think I do think like physical media is is going to become a niche in the future, and it is going to be like you said. I can't believe you still buy physical games. And it's exactly. like, well, it's because it's because of cool things like this. Like this Cuphead stuff is really freaking cool. Like you get a puppet. Like this is awesome. Wow, that's crazy. So like, but yeah, they have like stuff like that for all types of different video games. They even had a Persona one. They have Stray. So it's like, wow. yeah. And so like these companies like team up with the with uh, I am 8-Bit to make these like to make these things. It's, really it's awesome. Cool. And they and they do like vinyl music as well. So you can get wow. Cuphead's, you can get Cuphead um, on vinyl and stuff like that. So that's really wow, cool. That's World cool. of Warcraft, like what the fuck? Like, yeah, like that's it's wild. Like what you can do, and so there's always going to be stuff like that. And like, yeah, this is niche, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, very niche. Yeah, like who is going to sit here and buy a video game vinyl? Exactly. People that absolutely love that video game. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, they have Christmas Carol, um, the Muppet Christmas Carol on vinyl. That would be pretty dope. <laughs> Look at that. If they're sold out though. Do you want this here? I'll, Why not? I'll, That's pretty dope. Yeah, but like, yeah. So physical media is cool. Like when it's done like yeah, this definitely. and stuff. It's just I see the Persona Three vinyl, hundred bucks. Oh, oh be still my heart. I need it. Persona Four. <laughs> oh, be still my heart. Oh my God, the twenty. Oh, it's just a slipcase. I was about to say twenty five dollars. <laughs> it's just a slipcase. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like cool things like that. That like is awesome. It's just cool. Yeah. So. Maybe that's what it'll turn into. It'll it'll turn into that where like people who love the game or maybe companies will team up to release like a, a limited amount of things, things to, like, like that. And like a lot of this is a limited limited time. Like um exactly. this stuff sells out very quickly and all of that jazz. Uh one second. Oh yeah. Yep. Sorry. Folks you were talking to me. Um but yeah, so like like this stuff gets sold out like are they going to restack uh, Spirit Fair vinyl? Because it's sold out right now. If you look at that, it says sold out. Are they going to restack that? Probably not, right? Probably not, yeah. Uh, Sea of Thieves. Um, I think, like, the Persona 5 thing, Persona 5 Royal, popular fucking game. They're probably, this has been sold out for almost a year now. Because I was, I wanted to pre-order this. I, I remember wanting to pre-order this, like, a year or two ago when it was went live. And then I missed the window to pre-order, and it was sold out. Wow. <laughs> and I have not been able, I have I check back like maybe once a month to see maybe it's uh, maybe in that gap when I'm not checking, but like, yeah. So wow. you know, it is what it is. Sorry. I, I got sidetracked. I got distracted. You're good, there. You're good. But um, yeah, um, nice. on the, uh, on the side of the call of duty, modern warfare, two discs is just 70 uh, megabytes. That's complete fucking bullshit. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, is, that is complete bullshit because people, co you know, buy the physical disc expecting the game to be on the disc. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people have caps and this is the one this is going back to the discussion about digital distribution is that, you know, mm -hmm. the reason why people are pushing or resistant to it is because there are like Internet caps, you know, yep. where you can't you you have to you have like what a 500 gigabytes in a month or something like that. And then after that, yeah. you have to pay an extremely high amount to cover the extra, you know, and exactly. so like 100 gigabytes install is really going to fuck over a lot of people because Call of Duty oh, yeah. is one of the most popular games in the world. <laughs> Millions of people play it. It's going to sell yeah. bukus of money when it comes out. It's like it came out what yesterday or something like that. I think uh, so, yeah. And so people are going to go crazy with it, but like that expectation that and like I've seen the conversation around the Modern Warfare 2 like cuz they released the campaign early uh and so a lot of people are like why don't you just put the campaign 
exactly. on the disc because it's only like 70 gigabytes or something like that why didn't you put that on the disc at least and then have the multiplayer be oh. downloadable but like you know it's it's complete nonsense like it yeah it's really stupid that they they went that route but hey whatever it's activision uh whatever I, it doesn't surprise me that this is the case with the call of duty thing <laughs> um you have anything to say about the call of duty stuff <laughs> you know hey it's call of duty um yeah. either you like it or you hate it <laughs> yeah or you just don't care yeah it's one of those things i, th- I do think it's bullcrap because because of, yeah. of the expectations of disc but no definitely yeah it's it is it is what it is um moving on to something you know we're going from physical media to deeper into the digital media whale and we're talking about game pass is profitable game pass is profitable does this shock you to learn that the Um, thing that microsoft has been investing in for years now is finally profitable you know it's been confirmed phil spencer says xbox game pass is already profitable and accounts for around 50 15 percent of xbox content and service revenue this is an article over on the verge by tom warren um, I'm going to have a lot of quotes from this because Spencer, Phil's Papa Phil said Papa a lot. Phil. Papa Phil said a lot. <laughs> and, you, and, and hindsight, this is also going to make me sound like an Xbox fanboy. And you know what? Fuck it. If you think I'm an Xbox fanboy, <laughs> I have a PlayStation 5 right here. So if that doesn't dissuade yep, you from that, true. then I don't know what to tell you. Um, but over on this article on The Verge by Tom Warren, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer has revealed that the company's Game Pass subscription service is already profitable. Speaking at the Wall Street Journal's Tech Live conference, Spencer also revealed that Xbox Game Pass is around 15% of Microsoft's overall Xbox content and service revenue. Quote, Game Pass is an overall part of our content and service revenue is probably 15%. I don't think it gets bigger than that. I think the overall revenue grows so 15% of a bigger number, but we don't have this future where I think 50 to 70% of our revenue comes from subscriptions. This is a paragraph that's very confusing at first. <laughs> when yeah. You're like hearing it or reading it. It's like, <laughs> what? But basically they're expecting that 15% to sort of plateau. They're, they gotcha. don't, they don't expect it to be like the complete revenue they uh yeah like their main thing their main thing so they're still expecting people to buy video games like that whole like discourse of people oh game pass is going to stop people from buying video games well they clearly it doesn't uh because i mean it you know there's phil spencer himself is basically saying that it's game pass at 15 percent. we're still making a ton of money from everything else so Mm -hmm. Um, uh, back to the article. It's a rare insight into Microsoft Xbox console and Game Pass subscription business, particularly as Spencer suggests, Game Pass won't dominate Microsoft's gaming revenue. There's a reason for that, as there are only so many Xbox consoles that can subscribe to the service. Quote, we're seeing incredible growth on PC. On console, I've seen growth slow down, mainly because at some point you've reached everybody on console that wants to subscribe. Which is true, right? Yeah. You know? And there's only so much you can do if you're not convinced by Game Pass net right now. Exactly. What's going to convince you? I mean, you know, maybe when I, I have a feeling when Star, uh, Starfield drops, that's going to skyrocket the numbers because people are going to want to play, you know, Bethesda's next big RPG. Um, but continuing on in the article, Microsoft just revealed that it saw PC gaming subscriptions increase by 159% year over year and that more than 20 million people have streamed games on Xbox Cloud Gaming. 
up from 10 million earlier this year. PC looks like an obvious growth area for Microsoft, but there's always mobile too. I think the interesting thing here is the 20 million people have streamed games over Xbox Cloud Gaming. I think this is very interesting. That's very, yeah. Because cloud gaming is still kind of, you know, iffy. Like Exactly, yeah. I've, I've, I've used the cloud gaming. I've played with it on my phone. I've played with it on my PC. Um, and there are some games like I cannot play Halo. Yeah. At all through cloud gaming. <laughs> it's just their latency there and stuff is not yeah. is not it is very noticeable. But then there are games like um that I I thought worked fine like Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire is oh you can play yeah. that over Xbox Cloud Gaming. That works great cuz you don't really have to <laughs> be mm-hmm. very twitchy, competitive or anything like that. So Slay the Spire worked great. Uh you can play Tunic over uh cloud gaming which kind of works, not really. You still need to be sort of twitchy with it, but like to an extent it works. And, but like, I think this number is very fascinating for cloud gaming, especially with Xbox pushing cloud gaming. And we're gonna, going to see like a dongle or whatever in the future that's going to connect to TVs. We have the Sam, it's Samsung, right? It's yeah. teamed up with Xbox to put it on their TVs and all that to yep. put the cl- Xbox cloud gaming there. So like, we're just going to keep seeing more people. We're going to see this number go up probably, right? And this yeah. is this is an interesting number to throw out there, too, when just about a week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that Google announced that they're shutting down Stadia completely. So, yep. like, <laughs> this is wild to see that Xbox Cloud Gaming, for the most part, seems to be succeeding, whereas Google Stadia failed. You know, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? I think, um, man, this it's it's crazy to me well one i'm not surprised um maybe i'm i'd be surprised more at how soon it happened because game pass has been out for how long uh since 2018 i want to say 2017 so that's really only like four or five years now um and because i i would think that if you're microsoft you're assuming going into it okay we're gonna it'll probably be a a couple years before we start making money yeah you know and so for Phil Spencer to be like, actually, we're making money now. I'm like, oh, okay, whoa, this, you know, maybe they're ahead of the curve a little bit to be like, okay, this is the way that it's going to go. So Damn. they just happen to be ahead of it. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised that they're profitable. And also, it makes sense for them, you know, saying that, well, you know, you can only, you, for the people who are on console, there's only so many consoles out there that people are going to, if they want to subscribe to it, they'll subscribe to it. Yeah. No surprise. Um, it's crazy to me, but also I'm kind of not surprised that on PC it increased by 159%. That's wild. Yeah. Like, well, like the PC, the PC side of things has only been around for like the last, it's been around for a while, but it's only been like fully around for like the, like the last two years. I want to say like mid pandemic really is when I started seeing people going, oh yeah, PC, uh, game pass on PC. You got to do it. You got to do it. You know, cause like they're, they're getting their Microsoft's putting a lot of like getting a lot of PC centric games on game pass that like, exactly. I, I don't know. It's, it's just fascinating to see like how much growth and how much adoption that's already been. I think it's just a matter of time before we see like the game pass kind of get integrated into like steam. Maybe like, oh, yeah, cause like steam already has like the EA play stuff already has yeah. all of that. So I'm sure if Microsoft is smart, they would go, Hey steam, let's team up and have, you know, game pass appear on steam stores somehow, unless, you know, valve is just creating their own little subscription service too. That could be Very totally fun. a thing too. If that was a thing, I'm sure that would probably put out, close down freaking game pass in a heartbeat, but exactly. But you know, but we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
we'll see. Um, the int- the other interesting quote is at the end of this article. L. Mm-hmm. Pricing was another hot topic during Spencer's appearance. While Microsoft oh, hasn't increased the price of Xbox Game Pass or its Xbox consoles, that might not hold for much longer. And Spencer has hinted changes could be on the way in the future. Quote, we've held price on our console. We've held price on our games and our subscription. I don't think we'll be able to do that forever, admits Spencer. I do think at some point we have to raise some prices on certain things. But going into this holiday we thought it was really important that we maintain the prices that we have. End quote. Does that surprise you at all that they're talking about increasing the price for so here, here, any so of this? <laughs> so here's the thing. No, I'm not surprised. Because at the end of the day, what is Xbox and Microsoft? They're a business. They are a company and they, they want your company. fucking money. <laughs> they want your money. They want to make as much money as possible. We live in a capitalist society where money and business is they go hand in hand and they're trying to make as much money as possible. Um, It doesn't surprise me at all. Of course, you know, me, there's parts of me and I'm pretty sure there's parts of you and there's parts of a bunch of people that just feel like I wish it would stay like this forever. Yep. Right. If if it's 15 bucks a month for, you know, ultimate game pass, I would be happy with that. Exactly. I'm fine with it. And I would be so happy. I'd be like to have access to the catalog that they have right now. I'd be like, yeah, I I would pay fifteen months, uh, me fifteen dollars a month for the rest of my life because yeah. it's a great service. And you know, but also I go, it's only gonna last so, so long. long. Yeah. <laughs> Before they have to increase the price, and who knows? Maybe with them increasing the price, it'll give them the ability to do more, yep. bring in more, you know, games. licenses for other games mm-hmm. and. You know, just be able to make it that much better, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it like it doesn't surprise me either. Like, again, because it's a business. And they, yeah. they're only going to they're only going to hold out so far, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think it is surprising. Um, that they aren't going to do it like now or anything like that, you know, yeah. extending it. They're like, OK, we're going to we're going to let it play off. We're going to see how it plays off, because like. PlayStation has increased their consoles, right? Or is uh, I think so. PlayStation console increase price. Oh yeah, it's in, in select markets. It's not happening in the U.S. It's happening everywhere else but the U.S. <laughs> but like, you know, Microsoft could have done the same thing. They could have done the same thing, but they are, they are not. Uh, so that's yeah. just kind of also kind of like oh look see we're, we're playing the good guy right now exactly. for the game for the consumer you know um exactly. and so yeah it's it is what it is like it's inevitable that it's going to happen both like in a console for their uh, subscription stuff um yep. but also there's there could be some benefits to it you know True. i think like it's hard to really say like if like say they increase the ultimate game pass but then they take features away like you no sure. longer get cloud gaming. That would suck. That would be shitty. Yeah. Like you increase the price to $20, but then you don't have cloud gaming anymore. Yeah. I mean, then, then you have to pay like an extra $10 to get the cloud gaming or something. You know, it's whatever. Um, but like at the same time, they are a company and they do need to make money. And we're just their source of money bags. You know, we give them money bags. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, that old saying, you never know it's the good times until after the fact. 
Is that what is that a saying? Is that an old time saying? Like, it's like either the good times or the good days. You never the good old days. <laughs> yeah, that's like a saying. You never know it's the good old days until you're older and you're like, oh, those were the good old days. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, like you know, say years down the line, they're like Game Pass. Let's just say it reaches thirty dollars and be like, man, I remember when it was fifteen. Wow. <sighs> Damn, oh, those you, are the days. You, you kids don't understand. No. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> it was $15, but we had to sit in the snow to play. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about? You Grandpa, don't understand. Grandpa, nobody cares. <laughs> it's, man, the stories of your parents going to school it always made it sound like an arduous journey. It did, yeah. <laughs> I had to go through mountains. Oh. I had to go through the deep valleys. I had to go to Pluto and back. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, enough about Game Pass. We have a final interesting topic before we get into our favorite horror games. This one kind of falls in line with the horror topic. It does. Callisto Protocol has been canceled in Japan. This is an IGN article by Ryan Disdell. Um, the Callisto Protocol has been completely canceled in Japan following a dispute between developers Striking Distance Studios and the Japanese Ratings Board. As reported by PC Gamer, Striking Distance announced on Twitter that current version of the Callisto Protocol, a particularly gory and violent horror game from the Dead Space creator Glenn Schofield, cannot pass Japan's Computer Entertainment Rating Organization in its current firm and altering the game remove would remove it from its revision uh vision does this excite you at all does this make you go god damn what the hell do they have in this game they're getting banned in japan japan that's wild that it got japan japan exactly no it does make (laughs) me think of like damn what the fuck is going on in this game that it it, japan said sorry we can't we can't give this a rating you have to change it yeah, it's it's, it's too much. Movie. Someone, <laughs> I, I will say, like the conversation around this has pointed out that, like, um, and this is always this, again. This goes back to like things like perception of cultural differences and yeah. stuff. Uh, Japan is very like you can't really do gore and stuff like that. Uh, okay. Whereas United States, we don't They're care like, about gore, but you can't have yeah. sex. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. You can't have you can't have sex. So it's like sort of like the reverse for, you know, it's oh, okay. like culture type things. But um, later on in the article, the uh, a quote to the Callista Protocol's Japanese version has been discontinued at present. It cannot pass this uh, zero rating. I'm just going to say zero C-E-R-O. Um, Striking Distance said in the tweet, adding that changing the Callisto Protocol will not provide the experience players expect. Um, those who pre-ordered the game will be given full refunds, which is great. Um, but without importing it from another region, won't have any way to play the game. So that sucks. You're going to have to import it into the country to play it. Um, wow. But yeah, I'm fascinated by what this could mean. How gory is this game where Japan put its foot down and said, no, 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 no. <laughs> you are doing too much Very this is true. just too much what are they what do they have in store does this excite you at all because it kind of excited me no definitely it, exci- <laughs> it excites me because i'm like oh man i wonder how crazy it's gonna get because yeah. you know it makes me go uh think back to what uh they were saying just like of how you could die from the environment you know mm. and so i'm pretty sure there's like I almost feel like they're going to be like, there's actually a thousand ways you can die from the environment. And you're like, holy crap. I gotta a thousand be ways? This pencil right here could magically kill you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't remove this pencil out of the way. It'll just stab you in the head when you fall. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, 
I almost feel like this is, you know, they like that saying, you know, any publicity is good publicity. Like, this is great. And it just plays into that horror aspect. Like, this is a crazy game. Yeah, this is going to be crazy. You're going to need to experience it. It's going to be gory. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be gross. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think this I think this is going to help Callisto Protocol more than it's going to hinder it. Like, it sucks that it is banned in Japan, but hopefully... Hopefully something like magic will happen. People will talk and things will get turned around. I mean, we'll see what happens for that. But like, I am interested and I am even more excited because now I just like, I want to see, I want to experience it. And then what's inevitably going to happen is I'm going to play it and I'm going to go, eh, it's fine. <laughs> Death better. No, I could it, definitely do that. <laughs> isn't it wild? Callisto Protocol is December. Uh huh. And then in January in 2023, Dead Space remake. Wow, how convenient. Yeah, back to back. You get back to back dead spacey experiences. Wow. So, speaking of dead space, let's <gasps> talk about our top five favorite uh, horror games uh, of all time. We're nice. going to round this episode of Respawn Please down with our top five favorite horror games. Um, L has his own list, I have my own list. L, let's start with you. What is your number five? What is your number five? Number five, people are probably going to laugh at me, mm-hmm. but it's okay. I'm okay being like that. <laughs> um, number five for me, no. Um, so I've played a handful of uh, horror scary games just because, mm-hmm. man, it gets my heart pumping and I'm just like, oof, I have adrenaline. It feels like I have adrenaline rushing through me and I'm just like, oof, I don't, I don't know. It's spooky. But I'm going to say um, this is a classic um, just because I remember playing it as a, uh, as a, when I was younger as a kid. And just how scary it was. It, this one, I always associate this w- with um, Resident Evil 3 when that came out, Nemesis. Um, but it's not that. It's Dino Crisis. Dino uh, Crisis. Okay. Dino Crisis. Um, just because it's funny enough, when you think back to dinosaurs, um, I guess you could say that like the, the scariest that I always thought dinosaurs were cool. They are cool mm-hmm. to me. They look yeah. cool. They're big for the size and everything like that. When Jurassic Park came out, I was like, they're still cool. The only thing that was really scary <sighs> if any, was the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Dino Crisis took dinosaurs and was like, you know what? Let's put humans into a world with dinosaurs. And how would it be? It wouldn't just be like, wow, they're so cool. It's actually, no, it's scary to live in a world with that. Mm-hmm. So it's spooky trying to escape from this facility where the dinosaurs are breaking out, basically Jurassic Park-esque. And um, being afraid of like raptors that jump out sometimes randomly yeah. and just trying to survive that. You know, and you have like bullets and stuff, but sometimes they're not effective or they take a long time to kill. Yeah. Um, it it's great, and so it's uh as far as like for me, that's like my number five. That's at the bottom. That's number five. And you want to know something fascinating about it? It's developed by the same team of the Resident Evil. And exactly. So that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Why why you yeah. why you creeped out by it? Um, oh, yeah. So my number five, a little game, a little indie title, a little indie darling. <laughs> uh, Called Oxenfree. Have you ever played Oxenfree? No, Have you ever heard of Oxenfree? It's a uh, it's sort of a supernatural mystery horror um, adventure game. Um, there's it's it's very story heavy. Um, there's the gameplay is pretty simple, pretty straightforward, but it does a, a really good job of capturing this really bizarre sort of world that you're in. Um, it's it's just it's it's more unnerving than it is scary. Okay. Like it has its moments where it makes you fairly, 
where you feel uncomfortable, like you sort of hear voices every now and then, and you're kind of like, what the hell's going on? What yeah. is happening? There's, there's just a lot of questions. Um, and that's for me, what gravitates, what works for me when I think of horror, like I'm not really big on like the gore, gore, gore stuff, like a close yeah. protocol. Um, and it's always more of the supernatural things that get me. And Oxenfree is just a great experience. Um, there's a sequel being developed at some point. Oh. <laughs> Eventually. Um, it was announced uh, at, uh, at a, uh, I believe, I want to say Oxenfree Lost Signals was announced during a PlayStation showcase or might have been Xbox showcase. Mm. And it was announced just this year. No, it was la announced last year. Anyways. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm I I love this game. I think it's it's really cool. There's multiple different endings that you can experience as well. Um, nice. And so it's just a really great game to experience, and I highly suggest it. It's um it's sort of like a, a in its simple terms, it's sort of like a teenage coming of age story mixed with a bunch of supernatural stuff. <laughs> so nice. it's an exciting. It's a really good just like narrative adventure game where you can just you know. If you have about, I want to say it's probably about, I might be wrong about this, but I think it's about six hours or so. Let me look oh, this up. Not at all. Nice. Free, how long to beat? Oh, I got it completely off. 12 to 15 hours. Still oh, not a lot. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. always underestimate stuff because I said six, six to eight hours about uh, Plague Tale Innocence too, And then I was like, oh no, it's taking me about 12 hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, anyways, it's still a good game. I think everybody should experience it. it it's about, it's about six, seven years old at this point. So nice. Definitely check it out though. Cool. Cool. And okay. what is your number four spooky game? Spooky. <laughs> so number four for me is um it's it's a scary game it's very horror-esque um but it's also um we i it's actually it made the list on another uh when we did another one of these uh -huh. number four for me is pt oh uh, yeah pt 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 oh my god this yep. game when it first came out I think what probably also helped make it so scary. Um, if you've never played PT, of course, PT is playable trailer. Um, uh, it's a game that never really came out because um, it got just shelved and Kojima was uh, behind it. It was supposed to star Norman Reedus um, and it was directed by, written by Guillermo del Toro, right? Or he was uh, directing it or something. He like was that. just part of it. I don't think it. Okay. he was. What was PT? I can't remember if he uh, if he was like producing it or directing yeah, you it. You can keep going, and I will look this okay. up. So PT, um, it's a simple game loop. Um, if you um, have never heard it, where you're going through this apartment, and it's just like you have uh, the door that you come in, and there's an, another door that you go through, and you just loop back. But there's a mystery afoot to where you have to figure out how to get out of this loop, basically. Mm -hmm. um, for me, when this first came out, I remember when it came out and uh, I remember playing it and the mystery about it was everybody was trying to figure it out on the Internet. This is also yeah. around the time where like nobody knew like at the time, like, I don't know how to get here. Some people would be like, oh, I made it this far. How did you get there? What did you do? And just trying to figure out the, what the mystery was and um, just the jump scares to like the uh, the imagery of like, you remember the baby in the sink? If you remember, that's like yep. one thing you're like, what yep. the hell is going on here? This is so messed up. Um, it's just a spooky game overall in general. And then even um, I know I think we talked about it on a previous episode where someone modded it and they were able to see that there's this woman that basically strangles you if you um, 
I think she does does it naturally in the progression, mm-hmm. but she's like on your back for the most part of the whole game. And so it's like creepy stuff like that. And you hear like, like noises here and there talking yeah, on the whispers phone and all that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so on the uh, Guillermo del Toro side, he was a uh, collaboration, whatever that means. So it was, just, okay. it's, it was directed and designed by Kojima in collaboration with uh, Guillermo. Yeah. So yeah, if whatever know, that means. Yeah. <laughs> Guillermo's like a master of horror. He knows yeah. a lot about he is, that. He is a master of like just crafting some grotesque things from, Pan, from Pan's Labyrinth to, yep. to um, his more recent things as well. So mm-hmm. God. Nice. What's your number four? My number four is a little tiny game. <laughs> could argue that it's indie you know dead space uh my number four is dead space um I, I mentioned this to you earlier today that like dead space for me i can't remember if i was ever actually scared of dead space yeah <laughs> like even like when it first came out in 2008 i want to say 2007 2008 around there uh-huh. i don't can't remember if i was ever scared of it but i've always felt uncomfortable like the it's very much like you these hallways your class uh um, what is that word? Claustrophobic, right? Yeah, claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah like closed in. you're closed in and you're tight ha- hallways. Yeah. There is this air of like just creepiness to it, especially like as you, you get further and further in the game, you start hearing like voices and stuff. If you listen closely, yeah. you can hear people saying Isaac. You have your um, Isaac's uh, um, uh, partner. Uh, when is, I, were they married or were they just girlfriend? No, I think. I think they were girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. Um, Nicole and uh, trying to track her down. And you see like her ghostly version of her and stuff and yeah. leading you along. And she'll talk to you as well if you listen closely. And there's oh. just some wild stuff that goes on that really messes with you that I really liked yeah. it, uh, that I liked in Dead Space. For me, that's what I look for. Again, I look for these yeah. weird, crazy things happening. Um, I'm not the biggest horror fan. So this is probably the <laughs> this, uh. this is going to be kind of the. the yeah, pretty much all of my all of, everything on my list pretty much follows that sort of weird voices are happening and it makes you feel uncomfortable is pretty much where my list is going. And Dead Space is definitely one of those that has that. And I realize I have an honorable mention that I just thought of and I wish mm. I would have mentioned it. And I'm going to go ahead and throw it out here because I just keep uh-huh. saying weird voices. But Sinua's Sacrifice. Sinua never heard that one. Uh, Hellblade Sinua. Sinua's Sacrifice. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one, it has that one is very creepy as well with voices talking mm. to you. Cause she has, um, what's wrong. I can't remember what she has. What is the, um, what is the schizophrenia? She has schizophrenia. schizophrenia. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's like seeing things anyways, dead space. My number nice. four honorable mention it- at number four. <laughs> knocks out Auken free if I could if I would have remembered this sooner uh, gotcha. sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> nice okay well so then you're number on three three number three for me interesting because I, I have your list here you can't see my list but yeah. you're gonna be like what the hell no um why do you have that number three so number three for me is another game that you actually introduced me to um and I didn't know how if I was going to enjoy it when I first started playing it. There was actually a demo. Um, there probably still is a demo. Mm-hmm. Um, but number three for me is Inscription. Oh, um, Inscription. Inscription, this indie game. Um, it man, is true indie game. True, true indie game. Um, I'll say that I don't know if Steam still has the demo up for people to be able to play. But if they do, if you've never played of Inscription or never heard of it, just download it, play the demo. The demo will pull you in and will want you to go play that game. Yeah. Um, 
the creepiness i remember playing because the demo just introduces you to the gameplay of how it works it's this like card game esque that goes deeper and deeper into like the story of um something that's uh happened and also there's deeper lore into that with this guy the the game master um that's where i'll leave it at but man when you first play it the uh the guy um i can't remember his name the first person that you play in the demo and in the game like he's he looks so creepy it's sometimes if you're not ready for that art it just catches you off guard and you're just like whoa this is very scary what the hell's going on from the music to just like the art style and it's even creepy towards the end like when you're um playing the game just like of how um well i don't want to say too much for those who haven't played it um it's still i mean it came out a few years ago but still amazing game great gameplay um it just keeps going going when you start to look into the um the the videos i'll leave it like that and you're just like what the hell is this true indie game great go play it go buy it it's not even expensive i think it's like 10 or 15 bucks or 12 like bucks it's 12, 12 bucks, bucks i'm looking at our it's normal price it's on sale right now because it's you know spooky halloween, halloween. season um and it's I'll also it's bucks. also a year old it turned wow. a year old it turned a year old on the 19th of nice. october so that's um, 12 bucks what's that two pizzas one pizza yeah. go spend that money buy yeah. that man inscription worth game. it you can buy it on xbox and our May not be for Xbox. You can buy it on PlayStation. I know that. I, I yeah. was tempted to buy it on PlayStation just to get the trophies for it. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love Inscription as well. Um, we may talk about it again here soon. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows nice. if it comes back or not. But for my number three, good sir, it's a little game called Alan Wake. I love Whoa. Alan Wake. I do love Alan Wake. I, I will say this. Going mm-hmm. back, so the remake... Uh, Alan Wake remakes came out last year, or the, I guess they're okay. not remakes or remasters. Uh, yeah. They came out last year. I played them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember loving Alan Wake way back when, when it first came out. I still like, I still love the narrative. I still love the wildness because I love Remedy as a company, the company that made Alan mm-hmm. Wake. I think Alan Wake is brilliant. Um, the gameplay does not age well, <laughs> does not age well, but everything else though, is still fantastic the creepy twilight zone s story that you're going on uh with alan wake trying to escape the darkness find his wife who's been taken yeah. by the darkness um and just like navigating these this this world um of bright falls um it's just great like i i love the narrative i love the story um i'm excited about alan wake 2 when it comes out that's supposed to be a true like survival horror game and so i'm really looking forward to that for them to up the ante with the horror because alan wake is at its core action first and then mm-hmm. horror mm-hmm. and so with the action being the predominant thing first kind of takes away that scariness but there is enough there again of the supernatural elements that really fuck yeah. with your mind that make for a really engaging story. And that's why Alan Wake is my number three. Nice. I nice. highly encourage people to play it. Gameplay is a little bit rough, though. Gameplay is a little rough. I will say that. I've, I've been meaning to get that. <laughs> I wanted to ask you for Alan Wake. Isn't the isn't Alan Wake? There's another game that's included in its universe. Um, uh, control. Might be control. Control. That's yeah. what it is. You're control. Right. Okay. Um, so Control like t- came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say 2020 or I think it was 2020 or 2021. They came out with the awe expansion, which is Alan Wake expansion. 
Uh, just stands uh, for Alan Wake that, expansion. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they came out with the uh, expansion DLC stuff. Um, nice. and just added like extra lore stuff to it and, um, connected the universes. So like the darkness, the darkness is tied into the stuff that's happening in control. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and they're going to probably continue that with Alan Wake too. So they're building the whole like little meta universe remedy is with the Alan Wake and the control and all that, which is great. Again, I love remedy. I think remedy is one of a brilliant company. They have made some duds. They have made some duds, but (laughs) they made their first two max pain games in collaboration with rockstar, you know, so Nice. Did not make rocks. Did not make Max Payne three, but first two Max Paynes, which are the honestly the good ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but nice. uh, anyways, okay. what is so, your number two? It better be something good. It better be a Resident Evil game because I'm sure everybody is expecting Resident Evil. <laughs> well, I hate to disappoint. Um, no Resident Evils actually, coming. <laughs> I love to disappoint. No, um, for me number two, I was thinking of like. Going back to like the just like the horror games that I've played mm. this game. I remember when I first played it, it's a, it's probably I think another one that you actually put me on. And I know you've played this as well. Um, there are moments where it's very creepy um, mm. and it's very almost disturbing um, with the characters that you meet in this game. Um, just you, that you come across the game that I'm speaking about is Bioshock one. Oh. Um because of i've never i've never thought it was horror but then again it's also people talk about it in the same vein of like dead space when they talk about the horror yeah. so i guess it is horror what do i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> no bioshock one um basically you play as uh someone named jack mm-hmm. um who's discovering rapture um that was built by this billionaire or tycoon um andrew ryan and basically you're ryan. just you know Check, checking it out and basically man there are moments there's one moment uh or excuse me one character that i remember the uh the the artist if you mm-hmm. remember him um where he's like uh i think either the artist or the pianist he he where he's basically rearranged people and oh, he's like, yeah, oh yeah can make you look beautiful and like the the voice acting and just like seeing people who are like messed up and it you can get some background on certain people of like you know, I went here because I wanted to change something and he looked at me and saw something and, you know, it's just very creepy and very like, uh, uh, just very horror-esque because like you fight these people who are just, uh, I can't remember what they're called, the infected people. Um, um, I forgot what they're called. Uh, but like they, uh, it it's, it's so scary. And then even there are like moments in the game when you're fighting the guy who um, is the artist where he wants to make things beautiful in his vision. Mm-hmm. And like he's putting on a show and everything. And I'm just like, this is really creepy. This is like very tormented and very twisted. Um, overall, the story is amazing. It's a great game. It's man. It came out so long ago. If you haven't played it, you should definitely do yourself a service because there's remastered versions of it. Yeah. And um it's it's such an amazing game, amazing story, everything like it. Uh, yep, and it's it is a game that I think still like you can go back to now and still play it and still have an amazing experience oh, yeah. with it. Like it's still the gameplay is still pretty solid. Um, the um, if you if you play through all three of the games too, you got Bioshock mm-hmm. One, Bioshock Two, Bioshock Infinite. They all mm-hmm. tie together, and I think it's a, like a good little trilogy to play. Oh, yeah. um, the DL, there's DLC for uh, Bioshock Infinite that ties back into Bioshock 1, the first game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The Burial at Sea stuff. Yes. Um, but like the Bioshock universe is just fascinating. I'm looking forward to seeing like it get expanded on and stuff in like oh, what yeah. ways it can be. But yeah, like <sighs> Bioshock. 
Such a great game. I don't consider it horror myself, but I'm trying to see if where else it could be considered. I'm trying to see if people consider it <laughs> horror. Oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, is it horror? It's creepy and atmospheric, but not really a horror. So you're a fool. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, if you think it's horror, I'm not going to judge you. I do think there is a, like a creepy element to it, like initially. Yeah. Um, but and it is a really good game too, so definitely play it. Uh, my next mm. one is a sequel. Oh, a sequel. It's Five Nights at Freddy's 2. No. It really? No. Uh, it is Dead Space 2. Uh, I put Dead Space 2. I always put Dead Space 2 ahead of Dead Space in like my favorite games. Yeah. Um, and just, this holds true here. I think even though Dead Space 2 is more action-y, I think Dead Space 2 just has more... Takes, his, takes that like wild, crazy shit that Dead Space 1 did and goes even further with it in terms of like just like scope and scale. And on yeah. top of that, there's the eye scene. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Where they get up the eye and the eye. Yeah. Ah, oh, that always that always <laughs> fucks me up because I don't like I don't like anything going into eye stuff. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's really the whole reason why this is my number two is because of the eye thing. You put so you put yeah, an I eye do. thing and so I'll do it. But no, like it just it, they take that like the um, the voices in your head even further. You're constantly oh, yeah. hearing sounds. You're constantly hearing different noises in the space station. Um. The one thing I will say about Dead Space, uh, especially Dead Space 2, mm-hmm. is that Isaac Clark doesn't fucking learn. People betray him left and right, and he still trusts left people. Right. Like, it's like, left dude, right. you keep getting betrayed. Why the fuck do you believe? Anyways, this isn't, about the, this isn't about that side of things. This is favorite horror games. Dead Space 2, I think, is a great horror game. It's a great survival horror. Um, it, it just it has, like, bigger action set pieces, you know? Like, just bigger moments. Yeah. And I still think it still retains like the core horror side of dead space as well. Um, there's debate about which you can debate about which one's scarier. I never really found either one scarier, but they both do a lot to like really fuck with your brain as you're playing yeah. with the voices and really like kind of making you doubt as well. Like going like Isaac, Isaac yeah. throughout it is like doubting his own sanity and you kind of doubt it with him at points where you're like, yeah, is what he's about to do going to help save everybody? Oh, no, exactly. you're just being pulled along and used by this, exactly. this uh, marker. And yeah, I, I that's, that's why I enjoy it. That's why I love it. Dead Space mm. 2, my number two. Nice. Number one. Number one. Let's say it at the same time. One, two, three. Bob's Burgers. Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> no, Marvel's <laughs> Avengers. Oh, God, it's horrifying. It's horrifying, all the gl- bugs and glitches. No, no. Um, for me, number one is actually a game that you actually talked about earlier. For me, it's number one um, out of these just because I remember when I first played this mm-hmm. and being scared, like just just scared the hell. Just like, I'm man, it was it was spooky to me. And it, it kind of uh, goes on to, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but for my number one, it's Dead Space 1. Um, gross. Dead Space 2 is so much better. <laughs> Dead Space 2, I would say it... I could see it in certain ways that it is yeah. better, but the uh, for me when it comes to horror, like you said, Dead Space Two is a little bit more actiony, um, mm-hmm. which it is. But Dead Space One, I remember when you first kind of are welcomed into this world, so to speak. Just the environment, man. You learn quick just of like these corridors and just these small little creaks and rattles in the spaceships. You're yeah. just like, is that uh, is that an alien? Like, what the hell's going on? Like, or is that just you know the the machine? Is mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what's going on? Um, and just having 
certain moments of like jump scares that just like pop out of nowhere. It's crazy. After a while, if you played the game so much, kind of like yourself, you're kind of like, oh, okay, this is where this happens. This is where this happens. And it just isn't scary and it loses it. But when you first jump into that world, it is an experience of like creepiness, horror, gore, and just trying to survive to the end to find your partner, uh, Nicole. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, it's just great game. Three, not so much. But but um don't ever mention yeah. don't ever mention that <laughs> abomination again. Oh god. But yeah, great game. Re- play it if you haven't. It's amazing. Or just play I mean they're gonna release remake the, it. Uh, yeah, they're remaking, remaking it in, in January. So oh. um there's already like gameplay footage and stuff. It looks beautiful. Have you seen the gameplay footage for it? Yeah. Oh, god, uh-huh. it's god, it looks so good. The one thing I will say about Dead Space one, two, and three. Ugh. Uh-huh. Three as well. Ooh. <laughs> i can't believe i'm concluding that in the sentence uh the sound sound is incredible yes. for all all three games like oh yeah it just going transitioning from the tight corridors to being outside of the ship and just that uh-huh. silence that follows because you hear that's you hear the hiss you know you hear that yes. and then it's just Oof. you it's muted you, when you, even yeah. when you shoot your plasma cutter or whatever weapon you hear that it's very muted kind of thing oh yeah and it oh, god i love it dude like i love the transitions like just like because it, it's so loud when you're in the ship yeah and then there's this pressing this you know just pushes you down sort of silence when you go out into the space it's like it's a good like way to play with sound and fuck with you with that way because like even when oh, you're yeah. in space you still in the very back you can very lightly hear voices oh when yeah you, when you think when you focus on it enough yeah, it's exactly. it's it's just wild like how they play with sound in dead space uh one and two and three <laughs> those words uh. all right <laughs> my number one i'm throwing you a curveball i'm changing my number oh, one no. my okay. number my number one i had an inscription but you know what l he, he said it eloquently enough and it just made me think <gasps> I, it's not really my number one i would probably rearrange this list if i would have thought about it but yeah. a game that made me feel so damn uncomfortable. A game mm-hmm. that, re- re- that both of us recently played. And I recently huh. reviewed. Oh, boy. Immortality. Oh. <laughs> this is a game that's probably in my top like five games of the year right now. Because I just love Immortality. It's an incredible game. And it's one of those games where it, it just gives you tools. It says, hey, go through this footage. Go through this. Go through this cam- This footage of old movies. Um, there's this actress uh, whose name I can't remember right off the top of my head right now. <laughs> I played oh, yeah. this game and I reviewed it. I should know this. Uh, Marissa Marcel. That's her name. Marissa that's Marcel. Name, yeah. And it's like go find out the stuff that happened to her. Like what's going on with her. And boy, oh boy, are you in for a ride? Because yep. it's just literally they give you the tools. They go, hey, you fast forward. You rewind. That's all you do. Look mm-hmm. through these clips. Click on things in the clips and it'll take you to other clips and you'll slowly piece together what the hell is going on. And there is a moment in this game. (laughs) What that my dumb. I was playing at two o'clock in the morning. That's hilarious. I was just sitting back like, okay, this is cool. I'm enjoying it. It, All of this is well acted. One, it is a live action, uh, full motion, you know, real actors. Not to say like voice actors are anybody else is not real actors yeah. but like physical like it's actual like movie footage um yeah and so i'm just sitting there enjoying watching the scenes play out like people just doing whatever and you know i'm rewinding and then uh-huh. something i see something and i'm like what what the fuck 
was my that was my initial reaction. I see something and I start going, I start messing with the fast forward, the rewind feature stuff. And that's all I'm gonna say. Shit gets wild, shit gets crazy, shit gets really uncomfortable. There's a lot of sex. Yep. Surprising a lot of sex in this <laughs> but it's all just like it's just a mind fuck of a journey as you try to put put this together like i don't even really think i understand what the hell was going on and it's been like a month and some odd days now and i've like i've gone to like the reddits and like dived into like the th- theories oh, of wow. what everything yeah. is because that's how much i enjoyed the game but like man it was such a wild trip and I, the when it initially happened, when I had that moment, I was like, I got to put this game off because I cannot handle this right now. I have to stop playing because like when the other I'll just say this, when the other yeah. shows up. Terrified the hell out of me because I was not expecting yeah. it and it f- freaked me out, made me uncomfortable. And it was one of those things where it went from where it, it basically sort of broke the fourth wall where it looked straight at the camera and it made oh, me feel like, oh right. shit, you're looking at me. I got to turn this fucking camera. That's literally what happened in my reaction. I was like, oh, I'm going to deal with this when the lights are on and I'm not. <laughs> but like, God, the game was so good. Did you, did you have that experience with immortality? Yes. Oh, definitely. There was one specific scene that I remember specifically, uh, funny enough, where she looked right into the camera, the other. Um, yeah. And I was like, what is this? And I remember watching it. It happened, and I was like, I pressed stop, and I was like, What's happening? I yeah, like, what the fuck? Is that was I, like, <laughs> that was my reaction. I think I think we talked about it because that occurred for you in a different place for me, yeah, right? Because mine was like a door opens, and there she was. Oh yeah, no, mine was something else. Yeah, like because like I don't want to spoil too much, but like there was a scene the and I like it was acted out. There was a guy and Marissa Marcel's character. Uh, Marissa Marcel the character and she closes the door and I rewind and when I rewind the door opened <laughs> and she was there and I was like oh fuck what the fuck was not it yeah uh, it was, god I'm damn it. it was such a good experience I'm sorry if I spoiled this for anybody but like god it was such a good experience and like I just I just loved it I loved the experience I don't necessarily think it's my favorite favorite horror game but it's definitely yeah. I think it's definitely worth mentioning and worth talking about especially oh, yeah. since you already talked about inscription I want oh, yeah. to talk about that and there's plenty of other games too that we could talk about that could oh, they yeah. like deserve to be talked about like until yeah. dawn like until oh, dawn yeah. is dope dawn. as hell um any yeah. of the uh any of those like any of those um games along the that from that from those developers the dark anthology series yeah like i haven't i haven't played them myself but i've seen other people play them and i like i've oh, seen yeah. people and like i know like this is a very like niche sort of game but like until dawn like really started that that yeah. genre of game you know what i'm talking about so exactly made it really like launched it yeah have you played the court quarry yet i, know, uh, I remember you talking quarry. about wanting to play it back in july um, I, yes i remember when it came out i watched um i was actually watching bruce green play it and so mm-hmm. um never played it but i i well, i did watch him play it yeah because i remember you said you wanted to play it with your partner right yeah exactly yeah. just because you know we kind of enjoy those story-based games kind of like your um what was the game that just came out that we loved? Um, the uh, where you make choices at the hotel. Oh, um, the uh, the the uh, um, what it's called? Dusk something until dusk, uh, dusk. until wait yeah until dusk. <laughs> no no no. No, oh, that? Oh my god! Here I'll go to the website because we because I we re- I reviewed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As dusk falls. As dusk falls. There we go. Yeah. Jesus. Dusk until dawn. No, um, dusk until dawn. Dusk till dawn. That's a vampire movie, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
but uh but that um as this falls uh basically in that same uh we enjoy those types of games because it's almost like watching a movie and so um you're just watching making choices yeah it's oh man i i i you know we need to redo this list. We need to go back now. Oh, yeah. I, I thought about a bunch of games. No, but, uh, I do. I do feel good about the list. I, I, I inscription was my original number one, but I had to make a curveball at the last second there because yeah. immortality came to mind. And I was like, yep, I think immortality actually trumps my experience with all of these games in just terms of how unnerving it was for me to play through it. Oh, yeah. um, there's another game that I would I kind of want to talk about, too. Um, have you ever played the Fatal Frame series? Oh, I have not, but I know of it. Yeah, specifically Fatal, Fatal Frame 2. And this Fatal is just Frame. a specific experience that I had. Fatal Frame mm-hmm. 2. I want to say it was Fatal, Fatal Frame 2. Yeah, it was Fatal Frame 2. Crimson Butterfly. Um, this is a specific experience that I had. Too spooky. Way back when, when I was still in middle school, because the game came out when I was in middle school or high school. Hold uh-huh. on, how old was I when Fatal Frame 2 came out? It came out in 2003. So, yep, I was in middle school. Um, wow. I went to a friend's house. They had the game. Oh, boy. And we started playing it. I fell asleep. Oh, no. At some point, I woke up. My, the, my friend that I had been playing had left the room, and I was just me in this oh, dark room no. with, the, with just the TV on with the Fatal Frame stuff happening. Oh, and I look God. over, and I saw something on the screen, and it freaked me the fuck out, and I've never, oh, ever God. wanted to play Fatal Frame again. Because <laughs> oh, I, I was like half asleep when I looked over at, at the TV, and I screamed bloody murder because I, I don't even remember what was on the screen. I was yeah. terrified because I was, you know... <laughs> But ever since then, I was like, I'm never going to play a Fatal Frame game. So that was a very specific experience. I don't even know if Fatal Frame's that scary. But it was scary oh, in that yeah. moment when I was 13 years old playing at my friend when my friend was playing and I fell asleep and he like left the room to use the bathroom. Oh so that was, that was my very specific experience with Fatal Frame 2. And that's all I ever think about when I hear Fatal Frame because I know like new, new Fatal Frames have come out and stuff. But I just remember that. <laughs> I never want to experience Fatal Frame after that. Do you, do you have any honorable mentions or things like that? Um, I just remember playing um, Outlast 1. That Man, that game scared the hell out of me. I didn't even yeah. finish it. I just remember playing it because the whole scary part of Outlast is, you know, you have that camcorder. Yeah. Um, and you're going through, like, uh, that mental health hospital. It's just, like, horror does a good job of, like, making health, mental health hospitals scary. Yeah. And that's, like, one where you're trying to, like, run through and, uh, like... It's something, I don't know what it is of just about like having to play and watch through um, a camcorder at moments where yeah. it just makes it that much scarier. Did you ever play Outlast 2? Outlast 2? I don't think I ever played part 2. Outlast 2, they put you in like a field. Oh, I remember that. I saw yeah. other people play that. Oof. Put you in, it's like a cult thing happening out in the... I, th- I mean, it's tied, the Outlast 1 and 2 are tied together somehow. I can't remember exactly yeah. what they're tied, but like... I think it's like the same cult that was doing stuff in one uh, as well. Anyways, okay. um, but yeah, I played Outlast Great. 2, oddly enough. Never played Outlast really? 1. That's hilarious. Skipped Outlast 2. And then I played uh, Layers of Fear. Do you remember Layers of Fear? I do remember Layers the painting, of Fear. The, the different yeah. painting and stuff, and like it would slowly get like gr- more grotesque or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe it starts out grotesque and becomes normal as the game goes on. I can't remember. One of the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways. Horror games, they're fun. They're not, you know, they're not my typical genre to play in because I'm a big old scaredy cat. So there's plenty of, yeah. there's plenty of like, oh my God, I just ripped my, 
I just ripped my I just ripped my pocket to my Oh no, Snorlax. Snorlax Snorlax pocket. Oh god. In case anybody forgot, I'm wearing a Snorlax onesie. (laughs) 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 But anyways, that's about it. Do you have anything else? Any any other games that you can think of that are scary off the top of your head? Here, let me go through my Steam list real quick. Uh, Black Mesa, Half Life. Oh yeah, Half Life has that uh, the uh, that one level, Half Life Two specifically, the one level where you're going through the um, the town and you have to. Oh yeah. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? I can't uh, remember the name of the level. Uh, is it when you're going on the rooftops? Yeah, when you're going on the rooftops. Yeah. <laughs> that. Not really scary, but the results when you fall down, scary. <laughs> yes, very scary. Um, I'm trying to think of like other games. The only other games I can think of, nothing's coming to mind right now. Yeah, can't think of anything either. Horror oh. games are not, not like my main thing, but oof. Yeah, I I'm a big old skater pan. Oh, um, Omari. Do you know what Omari is? Oh, Omari. Uh-uh. It's not really horror. Sort of horror. Not really. I guess. It's about suicide, so there you go. <laughs> That's scary. Right? It's a it's psychological. So it, it, on Steam, it has it has listed as psychological horror. So yeah, I would agree it's psychological horror for sure. Omari. Yeah. Um, it has a beautiful art style. It's um um, I don't really know how to describe. It. It's it, the art style changes the more you play it. Like color starts getting filled in, and things start happening, and yeah. Okay. Nice. But it's like it's it's like a top down Final Fantasy esque, I want to say. Gotcha. You okay. Old school like Final Fantasy tactics. Yeah. And yeah. Um, nice. But it's cool. Also on sale right now for fifteen dollars on Steam. Oh. This geez. is not an advertisement. I have nothing to do with Steam or this game. <laughs> I'm just looking at the Steam page because I remembered this game. Uh, a friend of mine bought this game for me, and I've yet to actually like dive Ooh. deep into it because I got really uncomfortable because like one of the first people I talked to was talking about suicide. Like, and my what? brain couldn't handle that at the time because I was going through some stuff myself. Yeah. <laughs> so. Man, anyways. that's crazy. All right. I've been rambling enough. Wind us down <laughs> to the end of town time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Respawn Please podcast. You can catch us for the most part streaming every Friday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time here on YouTube. Um, if you just type. <laughs> <laughs> Too spooky. That was scary. Holy crap. <laughs> I uh, messed no. something up on my end. <laughs> You can uh, catch us here uh, streaming live the uh, video podcast on our YouTube, which is uh, if you go to YouTube.com, just type in uh, Respawn, please, um, and it'll pop up there. You'll see us. We're live every Friday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, If you do miss out, the recorded version does go up after the fact, or um, you can subscribe to the podcast audio version on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, um, everywhere you can get podcasts. Make sure to follow the social media page for the podcast, which is at Respawn Please Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And then also the Twitter is at Respawn underscore please. Mm-hmm. Also, lastly, make sure to visit www.respawnplease.com for game reviews, um, podcast, um, and uh, everything us. Yeah. Um, I have not written the reviews that I was supposed <laughs> to do for the month of October. <laughs> Partly because I have not finished uh, Plague Tale Requiem yet. Oh, well, there you go. And the other part is, too, is because I have no desire to write Scorn. Oh, yeah. Oof. Um. Anyways, thank you all so much for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Have a fun and safe Halloween. We will not be yes. back until November 11th. We'll be back November 11th to 
because we do it every two weeks, right? Yes. Unless you want to, unless you want to do it November fourth next weekend, next week we can do it every two weeks. Every, every all week. right, uh, November eleventh. We'll be back <laughs> November eleventh. So be there, be square, whatever. Um, and yeah, thank you all so much for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful night. Stay safe for Halloween. We'll be back for some Thanksgiving shenanigans. Too spooky. Too spooky. Good night. <laughs>